Hello everyone, welcome to the Get Savvy Podcast, where we are going to have conversations with fellow business owners about the best ways of elevating and operating your business. We promise you will get better at managing your business with the lessons and advice shared by our guests. Have fun! Welcome, Troy. Welcome, Jason. I'm excited to have you here. How's everything going with your with your kickoff of the your VAs? And it's been a while since we catch up. So VEs over here. Call them VEs. Ooh, see, I'm interested. Okay. Like, what is a VE? So, it's so virtual very, executive. Yeah, it's virtual uh, employee. Oh, People, okay. We believe that they are more than yeah. assistants. I would never call yeah. one of my staff members my assistant. That's not right. what I do. Um, right. if, when my son was working for me when he was 19 years old, learning the business, this is my junior assistant. This is my son. He's my assistant. He helps me. Yeah. Um, I don't have an executive assistant. That's not who they are. They are mm -hmm. normal staff members, just like anybody else in the office. And I believe yeah. they do, um, deserve that title. Not to mention Jason Cass is a marketer. And if everybody's mm -hmm. going this way, I got to figure out a way to go that, that way. way. That's just the yeah. way that that is. And I, I just believe that that title was um, was very suffice in the in the past. It was like, yeah. hey, you, you get a person, they kind of help you on the side, do this and this. These, as you guys know, you know how it is at Savvy. These are full fledged, intelligent human beings that, if they yeah. were working here, would be making thirty five dollars an hour with full benefits and everything. Yeah. So I think we need to see them that way. Mm. Awesome. That's the way that I. Awesome. I agree with you, Love but the, the conflict we have, Cass, is come on. Nobody calls them virtual. Um, employees or virtual professionals everybody says a virtual yeah. assistant i do yeah. so we do that pivot we're talking a little bit more about virtual assistants and then as soon as we get them on board they're virtual professionals i like that oh, okay so you're vps i like that yeah. i like that yeah we're no VPs. they do they do but when i'm when i'm talking to agents about it i'll say right off the bat i'm not going to see va i'm going to say ve and that's what i mean and so i go through i think it's yeah. a it's a powerful message to let them know that we are different and mm -hmm. people yeah. like me, people like you guys, uh, maybe one or two others, we came not because we wanted to make money in the VA business, mm -hmm. which obviously we're a business, we have to, we wanted to do it in the VA business so that because we saw so many other people who couldn't run organizations and were not supplying, you know, I mm -hmm. say it all the time, you guys get me hyped up about this shit, man. That's why I went and created a business, <laughs> Go ahead. man. I mean, they have been, the, the VE has been missold. They've been told that they're cheap labor that we can find in our office to do data entry and very simple tasks. And that's farthest from the truth in this situation. I mean, they are, I keep saying it, they are normal human beings that should, that are just workers like we have in America and they should be treated that way. And so I'm so tired of agents saying to me, ah, oh, I tried those VAs. They just didn't work. You know, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. what do you mean didn't work? Like, yeah. if I don't have my VAs, my team leaves me. You know what I mean? I yeah. can't do what I do. Why do I have so many licensed people in my office who are not doing jobs that require to be licensed? It's that yeah. it's that's freaking simple. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have one person in our personal lines surrounded by three VEs. We have two, really? we have four or five producers in our agency surrounded by three commercial lines VEs. We have an agency administrator she could kind of say as a virtual assistant, but that person does a lot of stuff, does commissions, but she assists our agency administrator. I won't go hire. 
I don't need to go hire another licensed person. I just need to support them with a VE. That's Ooh, all you yeah. really truly have to do. And That's it cuts exactly your costs and you give work who where it's due. People, American workers, they don't, they demand jobs that are challenging, intellectual, uh, multitasking. They, they demand that and they should because we uh, um, are at a different place in the business sphere level than a lot of other countries. And those other countries are there to serve it. It's exactly what happened when the, when the uh, Europeans came over. I mean, they yeah. filled jobs in the 1880s that other people, that Americans didn't want to do. This is, this is nothing different. It's just yeah. here in 2020. Do you, you take that? Yeah. Some, have you ever talked to anyone that thinks it's anti-American? That's your... old. So I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. I really, truly yeah. haven't. I think it's become so accepted. It, 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 it's there's people that probably think it. there's no doubt they probably think, yeah. it, but they don't say it out loud. I mean, I, I, I would I could find myself getting violent and want to punch them. I mean, because it's just disrespectful to, to, to think that small minded in the world. Yeah. Um, it just well, is. I think it's, it's pro-American, right? You want to keep these businesses, their doors open. You want them to be able to pay their employees more, which they will with mm -hmm. VEs or VPs there to complement them, bring in more revenue, more profit to the, the agency. And um, yeah, after all, we all want to make more profit and, and grow and hire more local people too. Well, and it also, it's an economy of scale. We don't want to admit it, but when the carriers are putting more work upon us, when, when they're cutting sometimes commissions, it's an economy of scale. It, happen, it happens in every industry. I like to compare it to the agricultural industry because it's, it's very similar to it. I mean, the, you do not see um, Americans, and I'm, I'm just to say that, uh, let me say this. Um, you see more immigrants that are picking the fruit, tilling the fields, and that's something they're good at. That's something they enjoy doing. And you start to see that because the economy of scale says that if we had to pay somebody $25 an hour to pick the fruit off trees, there's no way we could afford oranges. It's just an economy. Well, it's already, it's, it's already uh, getting there, though, with inflation. You're damn right about that it is. And so there's yeah. people who said, hey, I'll do that job for $12 an hour, and I'll do it better than those who are doing it for $25. Mm -hmm. What would you do as a business? You would say, well, okay. And what, what do you do? You don't hire, you don't fire the $25 an hour. You retrain them into a job that you need at a higher level capacity that that's what they're more fit for. Mm. So it, it doesn't necessarily mean that no one in my office is getting fired because we hire VEs. It just yeah. means that you're now not doing the jobs that you don't want to do. I love it. So but it I'm all, very it passionate comes, about this. Yeah. It all comes down to execution, right? Like we talk with many people out there that pretend that they're going to hire someone, either a VRVP or anybody virtually, and it's going to work, you know, the first hour, 1.5, you know, times yeah. into the job. And that's why the reputation of mm -hmm. all these individuals, it's like, oh, we don't want to use those people. But right. it's because of execution and it's not mm -hmm. their fault. Right. You know, if, if we do the job that we are supposed to do as owners as you know providers of that service then that shouldn't be the concept you know the concept of what a VP or a VE is able to do so I think you hit it you, you nailed it like you know going back to the example of immigrants what do they do they take those jobs they learn the job and then they go and open a company on the side to deliver that product. So now they're not only picking it, but they're also delivering it for American you. And way. they're actually, right, that is American. Actually, 
you know, they're actually just making a, an economy for themselves because they see the opportunity. And that's exactly what everybody else is trying to do. When the we white people did that in 1880, we celebrate that today. That the, the, mm -hmm. the Europeans coming over, that's what they did. But because it happens exactly. to be another nationality, all of a sudden that's un-American. It doesn't make any damn sense. No. Exactly. So we go on past that. The internet's the great equalizer, right? Yes, yes. And, and, and you're so right in what you say, Monica. You hit that right on the head. I mean, you, you, it's, it's crazy. So, so that's where that frustration came from, and that's why we created virtual intelligence. And it's just like, you know, I can't, I'm so tired of these people not doing it correctly. Now, here's, here it is. You guys had come out uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months before us. But mm -hmm. here's the thing that I think about, because Nicholas Ayers, when I talked to him about this, he said, Cass, I know you'll kill it. He says, but do you really want to start up another one? I said, listen, there's 38,000 independent insurance agencies. If they all just need one. There, there's not enough VA come or VA. exactly there's not enough yeah. there's not enough like we need more at this point in time I'm okay mm -hmm. now because I'm an American I'm a competitor I hope they're slow to get here but I also think that 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 there's not enough I mean we're going to need that we will need because as you know let's just say half of those have VAs they're all going to need I mean we have four probably going to have no we have five we have five probably going to get six i mean i use seven of them over on the ai side you know we on pod squad we use three i mean so we 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 they are so valuable to what we do every day it's ridiculous it's really ridiculous. it's the way is the way to scale especially now where there is such a big shortage on you know us in our industry with licensed people right like here um in the agency i have 25 you know and it's it's crazy the way that they've been able to scale the agency here and they're all trilingual right they speak spanish portuguese and fantastic English. and we serve the latino community on that end and then you know at, at, at pinnacle in minnesota with troy you know we have a couple in there and it's just the team is so happy because they can get to do what they want to do the licensed mm -hmm. people get to do what they like to do which is helping and That's it's right. actually being proactive. Um, so with that being said, in that stage, actually this conversation went in a whole other direction that we were yeah, thinking about, okay. but I think it's, it's okay. great. Um, we're all I passionate think it's great. about it. Yeah, because now, you know, let's talk about like maybe the top five, you know, moves that any an agency can do in order to scale their their business and their Super. team i think Ooh. there is there is pretty pretty amazing things we can all share in order to you know to to provide some value to anyone listening today because we all have different backgrounds we all focus on different things and right. I think it's issue. It, it will be pretty, pretty valuable. So what, what you got to share, Cash? So, so do you think like for running an agency or using VEs? What do you think? Is that what you mean? Where do you? I what? think, I think both because okay. it, it, it intertwines, right? The right. way that our industry is growing right now, you will not, you will not grow fast if you don't incorporate technology and you don't incorporate the V, mm -hmm. the V's. Let's call them the bees. So we don't, so we don't, yeah. That. So we don't, we don't Shit. debate between bees or VPs or VA. <laughs> I like that. The V's. I like that. The V's. Not, and I, the bees. I got it. Remember that show V back in the <laughs> mid eighties? Yes. The oh, alien no, show. Man, I know a little bit about that, but no. Um, that was disturbing. 
I, it I, sounds I familiar to you. You're making my brain work. It's way back there in the back. Yeah, it was so, 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 I mean, there's different types of things. So I don't know exactly, um, uh, you know, when it comes to how we can scale our business, obviously using the V's are going to help. Um, but I also just think that I really have a really good knack. I, I tend to say for real that I'm not really great at a lot of things, but there's a few things. Um, I'm not really the best at training my staff. I'm not the best. I, I'm pretty damn good at producers because it's what I do and I just teach them what I do. But, but the V's, I really, truly am really good at getting them to understand um, and the ways that I, that I help them and trying to get them to do it. First of all, having two is better than one because they help each other. They, they feel right. confident when, they, when, there's, when there's more than one. Um, but, all, but also, um, for instance, little bitty tag. So if you're listening to this, something you can say, how, what's something I can do? Something you can do to help your, your Vs understand something. So if you get a letter in or an email in and your client says, hey, um, I want or I need this and da, da, da. I don't care if it's about a COI or, hey, I got this audit in and da, 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 or if this is a billing issue, I send that to the team. To Marvin, when I talk about team, I speak specifically about commercial lines because it's what I do. And I say to them, how would you reply to this, to the client? But don't reply to them, reply to me. Uh, we do that probably three to four times a day. Because now yeah. when they come in, the, a lot of times our Vs aren't understanding the concept. That's okay. where they go wrong. And, and when we explain the concept to them, like showing them how to do um, uh, homeowner changes, right? Or uh, yeah. mortgagee changes. You need to stop and you need to explain the escrow process to them. Somebody yeah. goes out and wants to buy a house. They then go to the realtor. The realtor then connects them here. And you're whiteboarding this out so they understand the concept of buying a home. And then the escrow and what the change they're making, they're like, oh, well, that's a small part of it. Okay, I got that. So it's explaining the concept. And a lot of times whenever you're trying to get them to be proactive and confident in what they're going to send to clients, if you allow them to do that, some agencies don't. And a lot of you don't because you're not doing what I'm saying right now. You'd be surprised that after three, four, five, six, seven months, those emails are 99% what you would have said. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're right on. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I feel confident, but you know what? They feel confident. They're like, right. wow, I'm speaking with other Americans. I'm part of the American capitalistic machine. This is really, really cool. It gives them go-go. It gives them zest to get up in the morning. Those are the type yeah. of things that you can do. Uh, Loom videos are the most absolutely great thing. Great thing. I have 11 people. I have 11 people in my agency, four, five of them are licensed somewhere around there. If I send, if I send six V's and five uh, licensed people and I say, Hey, here you go. Um, watch this loom video for two minutes. I guarantee you the V's will all watch it and they'll watch it sometimes twice and they'll rename it and put it in their little library so they can find it again. And I'm looking because I can follow it. My licensed people watch two seconds of it or they don't even watch it. And I have to tell them, like, I'm watching you and you're not watching this. So it's just yeah. a different mindset of how mm -hmm. they want to get better. So Loom videos are fantastic because mm -hmm. they prevent that question from being asked many, many times. Yeah. So we, there's we a couple of things. I like that. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. use Those them are... quite often. It's, it's really cool. Why really do so is. many agencies, we'll talk about insurance agencies, fail with virtual assistance. Do you want to dive into that a little bit more, Jason? Yeah, yeah. They fail because they expect too much. And I want to mm -hmm. talk about scaling the agency and, and how VAEs are part of uh, these are part of it. But mm -hmm. but yeah, they fail because they don't they fail for the same reason they can't 
keep people in their agency. They don't train them correctly. And then there's this misconception that when Jason says that they train them for 30 days, it's like, oh, they're coming in, uh, you know, knowing stuff. No, if you're teaching them your replacement cost estimator, you don't have to explain what replacement cost is, but you still have to explain to them the process of how they're doing that replacement cost estimator. But they're going to come in with knowledge of knowing what that is so that you don't have to stop mm-hmm. and be like, oh my God, I got the concepts, right? The right. concepts and terminology. So we teach 180 terms that they have to master. That's a big thing with us. So we, they, we want them to know the basic concepts, concepts, but also the basic um, terminology. So that is the number one reason why they don't do it. And then they also, um, you have to understand that in that first month or two, you're going to have an uneasiness with the licensed staff because they're thinking what we talked about earlier. Oh, this person's going to put take my job away and da 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 da. And that has to do with you having a conversation with that person and saying, give me the the top 25 to 30 percent of the jobs that you do that you don't want to do. That's sitting down and asking them this and say, okay, those are the jobs that we're going to move over here. Now, because of that, we're going to be able to do da 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 da, make an incentive, make them see the, the what you already see. You don't see them being fired. You see them doing tasks that give you more value, that create more revenue that you can maybe split with them. Tell them that. Let them know that. And then that's where we're moving this over. I would say 80% of the people out there right now that think that they need to hire somebody on a staff position, you probably don't need to hire a licensed staff. True story. During with Neon and Salesforce. Okay, that's me. We can, we can see all of our tasks, how long it takes for them to get done and everything. This was a couple of weeks ago. But out of the last 100 tasks that had been done, 83 of them were done by a VE that was not touched by a licensed person in our agency. Love it. 83%. Do you hear me, listener, if you're hearing this out? You don't probably need a licensed staff member. You really, truly don't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so those are some of the, those are, it's not, it's the lack of training and thinking too much that they're going to know too much is how you're going to do that yeah. is, is why they're going to fail. One thing, I mean, we almost have a hundred percent success ratio uh, thus far with our company, with our clients and virtual professionals, you know, the few that haven't succeeded um, one, literally her or his, um, you know, CSR didn't like the virtual professional. So he there had to go. <laughs> And you can say that this VP or VE is here to help you, but it may take a little bit longer than that. And if it just, and if they're not willing to work with that person, it's almost better to not even enter into that relationship. Right. Because the guy was like, I still can't go out and sell because I'm talking to my, you know, so we have shadowers. So we have trainers and we have shadowers. So the trainers train for 30 days. And then the shadowers, once they're placed in the agency, they get shadowed for 30 days to try and help with that stuff right there, to try and make sure, you know, getting the CSR to send over the information they should. And because mm-hmm. the V, the VE at the time is so like new, they're not going to say anything. Right. But my shadowers have been in the insurance agency for three, four years. They understand how to push people like me around without making me mad. Right. Being, mm-hmm. being very yeah. aggressive with the agent. And it teaches that. Now let's talk about this. So embed insurance. Embed insurance is when I say this, listeners, I want you to understand this is not a threat to the industry. Okay. What this is, is this is a concern of CASs for the industry. Embed insurance is something you've probably made a ton of money off of, um, uh, Troy, because you have a lot of inbound leads, but it has to do with uh, referral partners, is what we used to call it. 
But this automation and, and the way these things are happening, it's beginning so sophisticated that agents are getting hundreds, maybe 100, 150 leads a day. This is becoming a commonplace. And the only common denominator between them is the fact that they have high automation and high technology. And this is not something I saw five or 10 years ago. I knew referral partners and having a bunch of relationships like that could draw leads. But think about this new term that we hear a lot now, and I, and I love it, embed insurance. It's not referral partners. It's how you embed yourself in the process of what's already happening. A lot of these mortgage brokers, you go to call them, you say, hey, I'd like to get a quote or I need to get my house. Like, I think we found a house or we're getting pre-approved, whatever it is. They send you a link and you fill it out electronically. Embedding yourself in that, these mortgage companies do not know the insurance side like we do. And so it's about having these connections and it's about going to these people at the top level. One of the things that's the best to do is find one of the lead loan officers because they can get you to the top level and be heard. And explaining that, hey, in your process, when it says right here, hey, you have to get a quote, also put a checkbox. If we'd like to give you a quote to check here. And now there's the certain piece of information. If it's, a, if it's a new home purchase, we need the name and we need the address. Okay, that's all we need to get these quotes today. Um, then if, we, if it's a, a pre-approval and we're just trying to see if we get pre-approved, well, then uh, we're just going to get the name and the contact information so that we can reach out to them and let them know and blah, 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 blah. And this is really, really ginormous because it's being done at the high level of like Amazon, like you buy something and you can buy liability insurance. But I think us agents need to start realizing that those who have high technology are now going to have an advantage when it comes to old school referral partners, what we call embed insurance. Mm. And it just and it just seamlessly makes this happen. You can't get 100 leads a day without these. Oh. It can't happen. You can't have. I mean, that's going to take a team of 10 to 15 people. You can't pay 10 or 15 people, 40, 50, $80,000, depending on where you live in America a year for that. That just can't happen. And you know what? Also, I'm going to tell you, RVs, your VPs run circle around these licensed people when it comes to getting certain tasks done in a driven time in a successful way. Run, run, yeah. run circles around them. And so yeah. this is the key. High automation, virtual uh, Vs. This yeah. is the key to this. You're starting to notice uh, Monica and Troy. I sorry, I like to talk to the audience rather than talking to you. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not talking. We're not talking about licensed people. We're talking about high automation and virtual employees. That's what we're talking about. Hey, hey Troy, have you ever seen me do my presentation, The Great Separator? Oh, yeah. Okay, you know, in the great brilliant. separator, I break it down to four things, the traditional office, the modern office, the hybrid office, and, and the uh, automated office. And one of the things that I say down there that the weapon of choice for like a traditional and modern agency is to, uh, I say weapon of choice, what do they do when the times go tough? They hire a licensed person. In the hybrid and the automated, you hire a virtual a V and match it with automation. That's the difference between these agencies. So if you're listening to this right now, listener, are you looking for a licensed staff? Because that'll tell you where you are. Or are you looking for automation and a V? Because that's going to take you into the hybrid, into the automated model. Yeah, this is bringing the, the heat future. today. I love I'm going to tell you what right now. I've been thinking about this shit, bro. So I what's mean, the automation you recommend? So the automation I recommend, first of all, I use Lava Automation. Sorry to throw it out there, but Austin Moorhead does a very good job for our agency. We use, actually, we use Salesforce, right? But the, the marketing piece is like two grand a month. So we're like, forget that shit. So we went over and got agency Zoom. 
So it's totally separated from our sales force at this, our, um, yeah, at this time. So think of agency zoom is what we do for leads and what we're doing before we're actually going to sell it. And then Salesforce is kind of used after we sell it And this terrible AMS market we have right now. That's just the best that we can do. Um, yeah. And really to be honest with you, it's, it's okay. It's two different departments in my opinion, sales versus customer service. So they don't know the difference. Inventory insurance too. That's a new, new term. It is a new term. It is a new term. I'll give a shout out to Bradley Flowers. I heard him talk about it a little bit. And then we were just in Denver at the One City World Tour. Um, yeah. And they talked about it a lot there. They brought in these two loan officers who ride over. They're the two top for Quicken in the, in the country. And I mean, these dudes are driving like 200,000 G wagons that are just decked out. You know, dudes are like 40 years old. Their wife <laughs> drives a Lamborghini. I'm not joking. These dudes are getting it. And they talk about how they like the, the embed insurance in this. This is what is the future of how all their mortgage officers are trying to get their agents to start doing this. So this is a time, listeners. This is the time to be taking advantage of this shit. Go get some automation. Get you a V and rock the world of embed yeah. insurance. Let's go. Let's go. And it's, it's, it's a matter of like, I always tell everybody, like I have the, the WWHD. That's kind of like the, the why, the what, the how and delegate, right? Like you just have yeah, to create, like that. create those boxes. And every time I hear like, well, I don't know. And I was like, you don't know. Let's talk to your staff, right? Like yeah. if you don't know, your staff will know. And then if you explain the why, you know, the what, the how you're trying to do this and why it's important to delegate, all these things are possible, but it starts with you changing a little bit your mindset and understanding this is where I am. This is my ceiling and this is where I can be, but I have to break it. So you, we, mm -hmm. we got to understand and get, and get uncomfortable. Otherwise we're, you know, we're just going to stay stuck and you're going to have to sell at some point, right? You don't want to sell. Point, you got to do it differently. I love it. And that's know? another thing that's rocking this world is selling right now. Now that's something we right? can do a totally different podcast on. But guys, yeah. I got to tell you, like, this is no joke. Um, the offer that I have on the table that Travis and I said, no, it's on the record. We said no to it is equivalent. Did you consider it? it yes. Oh, oh, yeah, we considered it. <laughs> so, so, so we went out to go. We wanted to know how much our, our, our agency was worth, right? And so yeah. we were going to have Chris Baran or have somebody come in and do it. And I thought to myself, we had these companies that were calling us. And I'm like, you know, Chris Baran can say it's worth whatever he wants, but this is a company that's saying, hey, here's the money we'll give you. That's really what it's worth, right? So we call them in and we went through a couple of them and then a couple of them we settled on and we said, okay. And then we finally settled on one, which is a fantastic organization. And um, they use a, a modified form of EBITDA. So when I say this to you, agents, I'm going to do this because instead of me telling you the EBITDA calculation, I'm going to go into your head and how you would say, because we always say one or two times revenue or three times. This offer is equivalent to eight and a half times revenue. Unbelievable. Would That's you have to stay on? I get employee? to stay on as long as I grow 3% EBITDA every, uh, every year, they leave me alone. I do all my hiring. I do all my firing. I choose the management system I want. I can choose the phone system I want. It's everything's the way that it is. And so I called some of the agents. There's like three, four years. And they're like, man, dude, you grow 3% EBITDA. You don't even know that you're hooked up with this place. But here's the key. Not only do you get a lot of money and I become a millionaire overnight, 
and I get to stay in the agency, you start, you get equity in the actual firm. So when you start getting equity, Monica knows about that. Now you start getting equity in the firm. That's actually where all the money comes from. Yeah. This eight times equivalent of eight times revenue is what I'm going to get over three years. But like the equity in the, in the main fund, holy shit is like four times that over the next 10 years. So Why wouldn't you do it? But if anybody, I mean, I, it's very, very hard for us to walk away from it. it it's, yeah. it's, it's four times what I thought, Troy and Monica, that I would get when I sell it to my son in seven to 10 years. So I'm like, yeah. and not- who knows what the multiples will be yeah. in, the, in that time frame? I don't yeah. think you know they can I mean? be much more than they are right now. No, I, don't, I, I think it could it go down. Less. Yeah, right now yeah. it's freaking mm-hmm. nuts. I mean, we got buddies who have three million in revenue and they're getting 18 to 25 million for their agencies. Yeah. I mean, it's for Those real. That young, like, those that jumped into too early are just kind of like going like this right now. <laughs> it is. The guy that you and I both know, Cash. Um, 800 and some in revenue, um, 4 million. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, you can get long. four person could probably get six if they structured it right because there's different there's different types of things and they all have their own little formulas so that's why i encourage any agents if you're going to sell go out and look at many of them because they all have their little thing to me it's 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 teaming up with good people good people is the most important part and it has to do with what is their future because at the end of the day you're making your money and you're out the door when i say out the door you're in the operation but at that point in time you're not the owner anymore you want to make sure that you're hitching your wagon to some dudes who know what the hell they're doing because as i said also that equity piece is huge so you don't want these dudes like driving this thing into guy and i say dudes guys and gals i call girls dudes monica's a dude so i I do call everybody a guy a guy so that's yeah it's so stupid it's so (laughs) So white man from the old days, but anyways, no. So, so, so you, so these are just things that you need to look at out there. It's fun to go. You can go look, they don't charge you. I mean, it's really not hard. They, the stuff that they need from you, your accountant has it, or you have it in QuickBooks. If you're keeping your stuff up to date, you print it off and show it to them and they all have their own little formulas. So anybody needs any help going to one, please let me know because there's a lot out there, but I know a few good ones. No doubt. Appreciate it, Cass. Let's go back to, we know why agency owners fail when they bring on a virtual professional, virtual employee. Mm -hmm. Why do certain virtual assistant companies suck? Like what are the problems out there? Well, you're trying to, we can talk about, especially for people that are maybe interested in starting their own virtual assistant. So incompetence. Um, it's the reason why they've been missold, as I said. So if we go back to the beginning, it has to do with, Hey, we can sell them for $1,500 a month, their services, and we can pay them a dollar an hour. And they're getting somebody off the street who has no business being in an insurance agency or really so much any business right now because of their skill set. Um, and so they put them in an agency and the agency, agency owner's like, what is going on? This person's terrible. I mean, I've heard things that like they, they've worked with them for an hour or two to get them to log into a management system and get it figured out like that. That's a, no, that can't happen. Right. That, that doesn't, right. that person doesn't get past week one with savvy or with virtual intelligence. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's like, whoa. So what they do is they don't pay them. And the reason is, is because they're not good enough business people to be able to project to their market the value of what they truly have. So they sell on cost. And by selling on cost, they get very, very inexperienced is the best word to say labor. And that's the problem. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to want to pay the right people and you want to have the right security, you're going to have to charge a lot of money. Mm -hmm. 
I think, um, and when I think of my very first one, if you're if you're a listener of my podcast, you know I don't have to say names, but my very first uh, firm that we had did more of a team environment, and they were actually really good. Okay, they they were they, they were my boys, even the owner. I, I love that dude. Um, the problem with it was in that team environment, my staff found more quality having that one-to-one communication knowing that person being able to teach them and knowing that's the same thing that's going to happen every time right so that's the only reason we left them but the other two firms that we used for for the vas just just um not trying to get it's just a mess i mean there's no other way that i can say it and any listener that's listening that has that situation you know exactly what i'm talking about right now from the way necessarily the business was ran to just the talent that's the reason why agency or that's the reason why. So if you're starting to start a VE firm in the future, get the high qualified talent. Don't try to go in there and try and try to, um, you know, lowball them and what they do because for the security and paying high quality people, it does cost it money. money. It costs money. And for us to be able to do it for 2000, 2,500, 3000 in the majority of States, that is an unbelievably good deal. And, and people mm-hmm. say, well, I'm in the Midwest. We could hire somebody for $2,400. Here's the deal. That's a $15 an hour American, and you're going to get the, the task, and you're going to get the experience of a $15 American. When you hire these people from Pakistan and the Philippines that we're talking about, this person, if they were an American, they'd be making $30 to $35 in, Ameri- in America because they're that skilled yeah. and talented in the business sector. So there's a difference between paying me $15 an hour and paying somebody else $15 an hour. Another reason why it is for an agency owner out there is how many of you have trained the person for three or four months and then he or she leaves and you're like, oh my God, I just spent all that time. These don't leave you. Matter of fact, you're changing their life. You're changing their family tree. They're not going anywhere. Cyclone comes through and you have to tell them, don't go to work today. Please go (laughs) help your family. Get a life jacket. Help your neighbors, you know? Oh, well, we're, we're up on a hill, Jason. We don't, we don't flood. We'll go help the people that flooded. You know, you don't have to work today. You're being paid. Mm -hmm. Go. That's just how committed they are. Here's a word to use for V's grateful, grateful. They're very grateful for what they have. And in the end, that makes me grateful for them being part Mm -hmm. of my team. Grateful Mm -hmm. is the right word there. So, yeah, so that's why VE companies don't do it. They don't make it a family. They don't make it a culture. They're just literally trying to, some people said to me, they're like, oh, you, um, so you lease employees. I don't like that word. Like we're a culture of people that's changing and building lives and building agencies yeah. and making it for the better and giving people the worth they need, whether it's licensed people, whether it's not licensed people, they're finding what they're good at. Uh, man, I'm passionate about it. That's why whenever I started to, and I have to admit, May from my office, she is my lead of VE. Uh, chick is unbelievable. I shouldn't say chick. I should say lady. This lady is absolutely unbelievable at what she does. And she came to me and said, Jason, I started a podcast. And uh, um, I think that if I did a podcast on V's, I could just get a whole bunch of them. Would you like to have a do a, a V con. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I had just went through purchasing the contracts of all my V's. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. And then finally, after about a month of people calling me and saying, Hey, where are you going? Cause I need some help with this. The entrepreneur, Monica and, and Troy that we all are just slaps you in the face and says, listen, like we got to do something. This is an opportunity, right? This is an opportunity. And so we did, and we enjoy it a lot. And here's the thing I want to end with, with me, because I know I like to talk a lot, but you invited me on. Um, Travis and I don't make 
we make money on this. There's no doubt about that because it's a business and it has to. But like this isn't our retirement's our agency. I got agency intelligence. He owns casino like um or casinos. Like, yeah, slot machines and stuff. I mean, we, we already have our own thing. We're doing this yeah. solely as a service to the industry. Troy, you're probably yeah. the same way. Same and, you know, Monica, you're the same way. We're doing this as same a service here. because we're tired of these people being misrepresented. That, yeah. that, that's the God's yeah. honest truth. Yeah. That's the God's yeah. honest yeah. truth. In yeah, the meantime, we, we're going to make some money. We're going to change lives, but we're going to build. We're going to build. And I said, for if we have 60 Vs in five years, that's great for me. We're about yeah. slow growth. We, we try not to advertise. People just come to us from me talking like on this podcast or coming to you. We're not about that. I see you guys have some strategic uh, partnerships with uh, some uh, big eye of Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. Dude, they're, that's they're actually using one of ours. Dude. Yeah. Oh, believe that. dude. Yeah. That's fantastic, Troy. Opportunities I, when I saw everywhere. that, I was like, get it, dude. Get it. Oh, heck yeah. That was all Monica, though. Well, She's the closer. Probably most of the <laughs> shit that happens over there is all mine. It is true. So, so Mr. Cass, I, I'm coming out to your event in April. I can't wait to be there. Boom. What would you like to pitch or talk about before we uh, – Oh, yeah. Go to AIBrainShare.com, AIBrainShare.com, and you can go there, and you're going to get an invite. You click it. I personally am going to reach out to you, talk to you for two minutes, make sure that you're, you know, that you're who you say you are, and you're going to find an agent that's going to value because there's 100. It's a limit to 100 people. Invite yeah. only. Troy. Troy did not go. I literally reached out to Troy personally. Um, I, I, I mean, that's He's a the lot Jedi of, mind trick on me, dude. Cass I got to do, I got like, man. I got a list did of the like push 100. pull. Like you can't go Troy. I'm like, who says I can't go? I'm going now. <laughs> I got 150 people on a list and I call and personally reach out to each one of them and invite them because I want certain people in the room. It's really all it is, is a, is a live mastermind. You've been to them before, Troy. It's a live mastermind meeting to where we all get live because we do the meetings every month. And so we, it would once a year, but we decide to open it up to the public, get some fresh ideas in. That's and so that's what it is. Yeah. It's going to be in Kansas city, Missouri. You can fly in on a Tuesday, fly out on a Thursday. Um, it's going to be a fantastic time. I always try to keep it if people are like Kansas city. I try to keep Arbitrary. it in the middle of America because mm -hmm. we've got people flying in from everywhere. everywhere, you know? Let's go. Yeah. So, hey, Troy, I appreciate you coming. Appreciate and so you your, 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 um, your, in, your, your presence is going to be good there. I'm going to oh, like to get your fun. feedback. It'd be better if you brought Monica, but that's okay. It we would be better. I mean, she, uh, <laughs> you should have saw the boat. You weren't on the boat in Tampa. I'll be, but. No, I wasn't. I'll be in Washington, D.C., just I, shaking some hands in Capitol Hill. So that's and you okay. should be. And you should we'll, be. Uh, Meeting some presidents we'll, uh, and stuff. We'll catch up afterwards. But Cass, thank you so much for being here. You know, we want you to be successful. I know you want us to be successful, but doing things differently and doing it for the greater good, I think that's what makes us all Absolutely. different. So really appreciate you taking the time coming here and uh, talking about, you know, this super hot topic right now and just the future overall of the, of the industry. And I cannot wait to see where we all go together. Fantastic. Uh, so appreciate you inviting me on. I agree.